Hello, everyone, and welcome to Corona Conversations. I'm Anna. I'm Caleb. And today we are reviewing the episode Cassandra's Revenge. Our big mid season finale. It was an episode, an episode for the books, wouldn't you say? Uh huh. I would say so. But before we get into it, let's do a little catching up. What's up with your life, Anna? I am going to take the final for my J-term class this week, and I'm flying back to university. My break is sadly coming to an end in a few days. It's about time. That's all I have to say. Welcome back to the real world. (laughs) Come join us. Ah, I'm so sad. I'm going to miss my little puppy so much. My little baby Swiffer. Well, you're flying back to school, but I'm going to be driving back home, coming from school, to have my second eye surgery. Yay! Well, I get to see you then, and we get to celebrate Sissa's birthday together, so that'll be fun. Well, I mean, not fun for you, because you have surgery, but other than that, it'll be fun. It's a less intensive surgery, so I think I'll I'll be thankful for what I can get. Well, um, our auntie said okay, that well, don't when tell me uncle <laughs> don't tell me got his done. No, no. When uncle got his done, she said that it went really well and he could like open his eye within like half an hour. So she said lasering well, isn't that bad. I'm pretty sure doctor, the doctor said that I'm going to have to wear a patch for the first day. So I don't think I'll be opening the eye. But <laughs> Can I can I call you Pirate Pete? Um, if you so choose, can I call you um, <laughs> Horace? I mean, it's a free country. Until Cath comes and takes it over, that is. (laughs) So, let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. We're ready. We're ready. Ready as I'll ever be. Speaking of the Huns, I'm really excited about the new Mulan movie coming out. The trailer looks really good. Okay. Now we've got that out of the way. Cassandra's Revenge um, is the double-length mid-season finale. It was written by Ricky Roxburgh and storyboarded by Anna Leoncioni, Caitlin Ritter, Wendy Sullivan, and Cooney Tomita. And it was directed by Tom Caulfield and Shane Zalvin. It also features two new original songs from Alan Menken. So let's just <laughs> yes. um, start by kind of going through it and talking about what we thought. Um, so the episode opens up with this really beautiful, like, instrumental music, and it's a lovely day, and there are birds chirping and flying over the city. And then it leads. Oh, I. Go ahead. No, I paused for you. You interrupted me, so go ahead. I just loved the opener and the song so much. It was just, ah, oh, tangled, tangled at its finest. And you better tell everyone where you watched this episode so that I can publicly shame you for it. I watched it on my phone, guys. I have a very, very nice screen and it's not a super small phone. And it's the, we, I live out in the country and my phone gets better connection than my laptop. So, um... That's why I have to watch it on my phone. I don't accept that. No one should ever watch anything longer than like a 10 minute YouTube video on their phone. If you are someone who watches like a full length TV, like hour long special or a movie on your phone, there is something wrong with you. 
Well, someone's feeling a little judgmental today, aren't they? Uh, yeah, the opening song, we start right off with The Girl Who Has Everything. Um, I thought it was a pretty nice song. It, it wasn't super memorable, like I don't really remember how it goes, but um, I do remember what it was about, and it was a good song to set up, you know, that Rapunzel's the super privileged princess who has everything she's ever wanted. Yeah, and I loved how she was like doing her art, and like the art was like coming to life during the song. It was just so magical, and I just love the opener with all the colors and just Rapunzel like back in her positive like mindset, being so happy and la di da. But it was definitely like wow. I can see why Cass like has a bone to pick with you. <laughs> yeah, so it was an important song to set up how um, Cass is feeling about her, and um, yeah. Since we learned last episode that it's been months since all the cast drama happened, it makes sense why Rapunzel's back to her normal sunny self. Yeah, there was a line in the song that I thought was kind of funny, because <laughs> um, it almost sounded like, she, I mean, it kind of sounded like she was friend zoning Eugene in a way, even though they're like, they're obviously dating and stuff, but it was just kind of funny because she was like, oh, I love all my friends, especially Eugene, like he was just a friend, and it was, <laughs> I just made me laugh a little bit, because <laughs> I was like, that sounds like he's not really that, like, more important to you than a regular friend. It was just kind of funny. And I loved, she had one of her and her mom and her aunt, and I loved it when she and her, her aunt got to have a drawing together. I, oh, I miss that spunky aunt, so I was glad they included her in the beautiful portrait. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, because I wrote that down too. I was like, the, the two I really liked were the aunt, um, and then the one with Red and Angry and Eugene and Lance, and how at first they were like enemies and then they were friends <laughs> i love how the animations that she was um illustrating just kind of came to life too it was really cool and then i really like the thing i like most about the song is that lady old lady crawley apparently heard it and kind of hums it to herself as she's walking <laughs> down the hallway yeah that was pretty funny and then eugene <laughs> gets to confront her and ask if she thinks it's the right time to propose and she says that she's Eugene is not her type. Yeah. I love how Eugene is so um, <laughs> so nervous about it because he's been turned down twice now that he will literally ask old lady Crawley just to give himself some more confidence because <laughs> he has no idea if it's the right time at this point. Yeah. And I feel like you and I totally called the proposal thing. Like, I think, I can't remember. I know we predicted that one of them would propose again. Um, in the next episodes before the season's over. And I was right. Rapunzel was thinking of proposing herself. So I was I was happy that we kind of predicted that a little bit. And I think it was really cool that she wanted to propose on his birthday. Yeah, I did really like that twist that she was going to do it. Because, I mean, after turning him down twice, it is kind of on her, I feel like. he Honestly, it's a yeah. little bit of a weird move for him to propose a third time after being turned down twice I feel like I feel like he should get <laughs> he should get the hint that it's gonna have to be her to make the next move after you know getting turned down twice, yeah but and I I kind of love it because I think Rapunzel would be a little bit untraditional and be like yes I want to ask you now um just kind of turn the tables on him and it's funny because in our family um there's been three different women in my family who have proposed to their spouse. So I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> but yeah, I liked how it was having her to make kind of that final move. Be like, hey, we need to tie this knot. So, yeah. Yeah. What did you think of the ring she picked out? I thought it was really cool. 
Um, then after that little intro song, it cuts away and shows us Cass, and she is finally arriving at Corona's borders, and she's got a cool new outfit. Yes, her cool armor. It is made from the black rock, so it's super durable, but I have to wonder exactly how um, she moves in it, if it's made from rock. It's like flexible rock, I guess. I wonder how, and how, like, how comfy is that? Like, when she's sitting down, she's literally sitting on a rock. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I also loved, like, Eugene's dad being back that he was still there, and Rapunzel was, like, so worried about Eugene finding out about um, the surprise party she's planning because the dad let her know, like, what day his actual birthday was and how old he's actually turning. And he's like, I didn't even think about it around him just to make sure that he wouldn't find out. Yeah, I love that the crazy <laughs> crow dad is back and he still has that quirk where he says what he's thinking, like, when he's like, okay, time to high-five Frederick. <laughs> yeah, well, he's such a, such a silly Billy. I think he and Frederick would get along really nicely now that Frederick has loosened up a bit. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I wonder I wonder when his crow, if his crow ever lays an egg, I bet Frederick's gonna steal it for his collection. No problem no, he won't have to steal it. He'll just the crow will just give it to him. <laughs> Coming back to when they were um trying to keep Eugene from fighting out about the party and stuff, I love um that Lance like caught on so quick to Rapunzel's hint, like, Oh, get him out of here and give him like a, a list to do for this fake party that we're like coming up with to keep him from finding out the real deal and Lance was just so funny about his his list and like getting everything on the list exactly right and it was just really funny I really enjoyed that little moment they had together I was a little um confused on if that was a list of things they actually needed or was it just a random list that she had lying around (laughs) it was just a random list (laughs) because <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure it was actually for the party because I thought I saw some like a few of the items were party related like balloons or something but then on the list it was like sing a song <laughs> oh well, well yes huh. maybe maybe she anticipated having to get Eugene out of the way and so she wrote it up ahead of time maybe maybe so what do you think about the uh, kind of the setup for the episode being that it's Eugene's surprise party I liked it. I like that Eugene, Eugene, he, you know, he loves to talk about himself. And so it was like the cake was of his face and everything. I thought that was so funny. Um, and it was really, really interesting how they had him all hung up about his age. Yeah. That'd be so interesting. I thought, I was wondering how you'd feel about that because we always talk about how funny their age gap is. And he confirms that he is officially 26 today. He's really feeling his age. He's like, wow. I mean, imagine how scary that would be to realize, like, your your life, like, your days are already so numbered. And then being like, wow, I have a whole less year of life than I thought I would have. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down it reminds me a lot of, if you've read the book The Candy Makers by Wendy Mass, um, it reminds me a lot of Daisy. Because she, the same thing happens to her. Basically, she finds out she's a year older than she was. And so she finds out that she missed her big, like, official teenage coming of age party so while uh, just a year might not sound like a big realization it does mean that all your milestones are off yeah that is kind of that's just very weird and I was I was low-key kind of annoyed like I because they always get interrupted like right before 
uh, like right before they can answer. So like Rapunzel was like just about to pose and then like cast burst in and I was like, no, because at the coronation, like something very similar happens where she like can't really answer because a villain pops in. So I just, just one time I wanted to be like right after the proposal where he says yes and then cast can come in. I was like, it was so close. But, but how do you feel now that Eugene's age is officially confirmed as 26? Well, he acts like he's two, so it balances out. <laughs> I thought it was just kind of funny, because we've always talked about that, and then they give, like, this, like, yep, okay, you want to know how old he is? This is how old he is. It's a surprise to him, too. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. really, really sweet, though, that his dad knew about it and kind of planned planned this out so that he could officially give him yeah. his real birthday but i'm kind of sad yeah. they didn't tell us what day it is it would have been kind of nice to know so we could celebrate you know as a fan community <laughs> like january 20th or something is his birthday yeah i mean i guess we can <laughs> say that it's the day the episode came out which would be january 25th um, 6th 25th isn't it 25th today no it's the 26th today Oh my goodness. So Eugene is a, a January baby. Oh, that makes sense though. It came out on the 26th. He's turning 26. Oh, oh my goodness. That was really goodness. funny. That was good. Now good we thinking, know why Disney Tangle schedules crew. things the way they do. I guess so. Kind of makes sense in this case. The 26th of January. Okay, but yes, right, right on time to spoil the engagement, which we kind of predicted as a funny thing. Remember, we were like... Will you marry me? And then Cassandra's like, no, if it's Herbert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Cass has to ruin everything. And, and I'm wondering, so she comes in and she's like, swell party. Guessing my invitation got lost in the mail. How long do you think she workshopped that? <laughs> I don't know. Did she expect there to be a party when she bursted through the door? I mean, I feel like she probably surveyed the scene a little bit. I was kind of confused they seemed like so surprised that she came to Corona, but why didn't they expect her to come to Corona? I mean, she obviously had beef with Rapunzel, and she's been gone for a month, so obviously I would think it'd be logical they expect her to show up sooner or later. Well, I mean, they were probably trying not to. I mean, it's not something you really want to think about, and after it's been months, so I feel like if she was going to come back, they would have expected her to come right back. But since she stayed away for so long, they probably were just trying to put it out of their minds. I mean, obviously, all their attention was on this party, so you don't really think about, you know, that happening at that time. Cass just yeah, has perfect I timing. Know. I like to think that she planned it on purpose so that she could ruin Eugene's birthday. But she didn't know when his birthday was. Maybe she did. Maybe the ghost told her. <laughs> Maybe. I really loved um, Lance's little bit with the popcorn, too. I thought that was really funny. Oh, I'm glad you said that, because I screenshotted that, and I tweeted out, this is all of us today. Yep. <laughs> um, it was very humorous. Yeah, but the whole first confrontation does not really go at all how I expected it. Um, Cass just kind of walks in, and she slices herself a piece of cake, and... Uh, she even shuts the door on her way back out. <laughs> yeah, she's very neat and tidy. <laughs> it was, yeah, I was not expecting that at all. I mean, it wasn't a, really a standard kind of villain reintroduction. You'd expect her to at least slam the door, you know, but I think she shut it pretty, pretty normally. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird how she said, oh, you know, there's only like 
um, you know, like ex-cons to advise you now. And I thought that was kind of a weird line because Rapunzel has parents who are royalty to advise her. So I was like, what do you mean? Like, she still has, like, a lot of, like, wise people around her to advise her. That was just kind of a weird, a weird line. And then, yeah, then she, Eugene and, she and says, Lance. She says, the only advisors you have left are ex-convicts and losers. But I thought it might have been a better line to say ex-convicts and children. Because red and angry seem to be yeah. in the inner circle now. That's true. That's true. And and technically, technically, as Lance said, they've never been convicted of anything. They've never been caught to be convicted. <laughs> indeed, so that was funny. Indeed. And I also thought it was funny when Eugene felt he needed to clarify. Yeah. When Eugene felt that he had to clarify that he did not wish for Cass to come back. <laughs> or did he? Was that secretly his wish? <gasps> they collaborated. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was interesting that after, you know, last week's incident with the moisturizer, he has this whole aging dilemma and he talks about needing a skin tightening serum. Yeah, I, f- I just felt bad for me. He's only 26. Yeah, I mean, he makes it sound like he's a geezer. <laughs> I guess it's just when he's, you know, um, in a relationship with Rapunzel, he just feels so much older because of the gap between them. Maybe, maybe. He has lived a lot of life, you know, life of crime really ages you. I I just loved it when we got to see Varian again because they found out that the scroll um, was with Varian because he was doing some testing and deciphering with it. And I, I was so funny with his little mineral contest and then he gets so embarrassed when they come in. <laughs> I died. It was so funny. Yeah, Varian has a pretty big feature in this episode. I love Varian. Yes, Jeremy Jordan. Oh, his song was so good. Oh. Yeah, so uh, basically when Cass stormed into the party, she says that she wants the scroll and she'll give them some time to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Rapunzel runs to Varian because he has the scroll. But then, of course, Cassandra tailed her. Yeah. You think she would have been a little more discreet about that? Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the party excitement and... The proposal excitement and the cast unexpected entrance, everything just kind of went to her head. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they get there and then Cassandra starts uh, causing some chaos and unleashes mm-hmm. a giant um, boulder or whatever it is um, after Eugene and Lance and Max. Yeah. And and you can see like Cass is shaken like a little bit with what Rapunzel says and the ghost girl like appears and says like oh you got to refocus on your goal or your mission and i really think she is a she is a ghost or like she was a ghost um I mean, kind yeah, of we get pretty pretty explicit confirmation here because no yeah. one else can see or hear her yeah so yeah that's what i was gonna say like rapunzel doesn't know she exists kind of um i mean yeah so i thought that was she's basically was... haunting cassandra yeah, so that was kind of sad, like, to see her pop up and be like, no, Cass, keep focusing on destroying your arch rival, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, um, real quick before we move on, I just want to highlight the fact that Max did a backflip and landed on the boulder <laughs> and kept uh, his balance with two fully grown men on his back. He's a very athletic horse. And also, when Max and Eugene fell like into that cavern, Lance single-handedly pulled mm-hmm. them, you know, stopped them from falling. A horse I was and a fully grown man. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, Lance, you got some serious <laughs> guns on you, bro. <laughs> yeah. 
And yeah, during that scene, I was kind of confused because the the boulder starts to tip and Lance and Eugene start to fall. And I thought that Rapunzel was going to go save them, but then it looks like she's running the other way. And I was so confused because I was like, why are you running away? I thought you were going to go save them. But then I guess she was holding up the boulder so they could escape. But I thought she was just yeah. going to go pull them out. So I was so confused at first because I thought she was literally just like, see you guys later. She's like, every <laughs> princess for herself. Yeah, that's what I thought. Boy, bye. <laughs> uh, one quote I wrote down from Cass and Rapunzel's confrontation here is that um, Cass straight up tells her, my mother chose you over me. Um, even though, obviously, <laughs> you know, Rapunzel was hurt by Gothel's actions. Cassandra yeah. feels like, I mean, it would be kind of a, I mean, a hard thing to deal with if your own mother, you know, chooses to kidnap another little girl instead of raise the one she already legally has. Well, I mean, magic tear child or normal child? Which would you rather have? (laughs) Um, So it seems like, I mean, Cassandra's not really angry at Rapunzel. She's angry at what Rapunzel reminds her of, which is her mother. Yeah. Not choosing to be with her. Yeah. Um, I feel sorry for Varian because the, all this drama between Cass and Rapunzel gets results in his entire lab being destroyed when he, you know, has no idea about what's going mm-hmm. on. I mean, he didn't go on the road trip with them and he's not involved in this <laughs> yeah. in this beef between mm-hmm. them. But he's like the collateral mm-hmm. damage throughout the whole episode. Yeah, poor Varian. <laughs> and Whitaker, poor Whitaker. Rudiger? Isn't his name Whitaker? No, you're right. It's Rudiger. For some reason, I thought he said Whitaker in the episode, and I was confused. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he has a twin brother named Whitaker, yeah. I was like, what? For some reason, I thought... It's just the way they pronounce it. It confuses me sometimes. Mm -hmm. Rudiger is kind of an odd name. So, as you were saying, she kind of... Cass uses um, Varied to um, get, um, like, what she needs. Like, she uses him as the means to an end. So, she kidnaps him. And takes him to like this layer she creates. And Lizzie was saying that it really reminded her of like Elsa when she makes the rocks and like her her cool oh. little layer because like Elsa does that, like with you know, pulling up the ice from the ground. And I was like, no. And the more I watched it, I was like, yeah, it is very reminiscent of Elsa because she always used her hands to like flash out ice spikes and now it's rock spikes instead. That's so true, it, it yeah. really it was kind of reminiscent of Elsa's ice palace. Though I, I think Cassandra's a little bit more overtly villainous than Elsa, but yeah. Yeah. So she brings Varian back to her, her hideout and she gives him a true serum after she knocks him out. And she says this line, lucky for you, lucky for me, you sleep with your mouth open. Because <laughs> he's like, I didn't drink it. Um, yeah, I really love that. Cause yeah. It was kind of, it, it just showed, you know, Cass is one step ahead of them. Yeah. And she's still, she's still her very snarky self. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. She, so poor Varian is like. snark mode. Yeah, poor, poor Varian was forced to, to say the incantation when he really didn't want to. I felt bad for him. I thought something, I thought they might, you know, do something with the potential romance between them since he had the truth serum and she might, you know, <laughs> something might come out of that, but I guess not. Well, she she already knew that he liked her, so she didn't need to ask him any questions. <laughs> I guess. It would, if it was the opposite, Varian totally would have asked her. <laughs> 
But anyway, they get, I'm kind of glad she kidnaps Varian because they get this amazing song where Varian's like, no, I've been evil and it sucks and you lose who you are and you need to come back to us. And she's like, I don't have anything else to lose. And oh, Jeremy Jordan's voice is just amazing. And Eden does a wonderful job as well. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty, uh, yeah, I think before, before the song, um, what prompts the song is that Varian kind of says that she's the villain and I thought it was really funny when she said, is that what I am? And I was like, Cass, mm-hmm. honey, you literally are wearing black spikes and you're singing about darkness while you're fighting your friends. I mean, come on. Honey. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of interesting. She didn't think of herself as a villain necessarily. She just thought of just taking what was rightfully hers. Like she didn't think about how it would affect other people maybe necessarily. I mean, I guess no one well really thinks of them. You all, everyone thinks of themselves as the hero of their own story. Well, I guess that I never thought about that. Are but, you the hero I mean, of your when you're story? Black <laughs> spikes. I mean, come on. You're going yeah. up against a girl who sings to birds. Are you saying that people who wear black spikes are villains? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm saying. Come it's on, in, it's buddy. It's interesting that. Okay, so at first I was a little annoyed that raps and cast didn't get their rap battle um, in mm-hmm. this song. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that at this point, Varian was kind of the best person to reach her because she's harbored all these ill feelings toward Rapunzel for all these months now. And so they're basically at this point, I feel like there's nothing they can really say to each other because they're so cemented in their feelings toward each other. I mean, Raps is just, no, I'm not going to engage with you. I'm not going to give you a reason to hate me. And Cassandra's mm-hmm. like, I don't care. You stole everything from me. That's how I feel about you. Um, yeah. And so Varian is like, the, he has to speak with her goth to goth and sing <laughs> that amazing song so that he can reach her because he's, I mean, she even says like, I'm sorry, I know this isn't your fault um, Yeah. to him. So I thought it was kind of a cool thing that he's the one who gets that big emotional song and the shot where they were circling around, the camera was circling around them as they like sing mm-hmm. at each other is just really breathtaking. Um, and yeah, I think that song is definitely going to go down as one of the best. Yes, definitely. Anyway, so yeah. So after that cave like confrontation and everything, um, she like built her, her rock tower thing up and Lizzie was pointing out I didn't get this at first but she built like the tower on top of where Mother Gothel's tower stood yeah and I did not get that at first really that's (laughs) interesting because they really made a point to emphasize like this is what I was missing what what did you think all those scraps of old paintings were Uh, uh, yeah Lizzie was like that's obviously a tower and I was like what no that's weird what And then, yeah, I finally got it. And I was like, wow, I guess you're right. Because she did paint that a while ago. And that was a really interesting callback. And I really liked that they chose to set it up there. Um, But anyway, yeah, Rapunzel. That was really, really a power move by Cassandra to make Rapunzel revisit that trauma. Yeah. And so Eugene is like, oh, where is she? Or someone is. And Rapunzel's like, I think I know where this obvious rock tower right there. Let's go look for her there. And then them trying to get in was kind of funny. All the hijinks of the sap and 
everything. I, I was on board with Lance's plan in theory, but in execution, it wasn't so bright. Yeah, it was <laughs> funny. As they were doing that, I was writing a note about, like, I bet it'd be funny if Cass was watching them. And then it literally shows her laughing about it <laughs> and saying, I could watch them all day. <laughs> yeah, that was it, pretty funny. Because at this point, she has the power. And so her next step isn't really clear. She's kind of content to just sit back and watch but then the blue girl of course has to stir up more strife and be like no you need to have that final confrontation now because yeah. we eventually learn she's angling to have a full-on clash between sun and moon because somehow that will release her from her spiritual prison yeah yeah um that was i don't think either you or i would expect the ending of this episode because i was like what <laughs> i was expecting it to resolve the drama between them but it turns out this was kind of like the, I mean, it was the mid-season and this was kind of the midpoint. Mm -hmm. So it seems like Cass is destined not to come back to them until at least the finale, I feel like, at this point. Last episode, yeah. <laughs> maybe? I mean, obviously the blue-haired girl is going to be the yeah. final villain and Cass is going to help take her down, probably. Hopefully. Well, she's not really blue anymore, is she? She's more of a, like, an emo vampire kind of thing. <laughs> no wonder Cass was, you know, attracted to be her underling, because Cass is very goth, <laughs> and she's very goth as well. I'm loving all this goth representation. Oh my goodness. Fun fact, I dyed my hair completely black when I was in middle school. It was not a good look for your skin tone. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a sparkly vampire. You were. It was like a good, it was a good time to look like a vampire though. A lot of like vampire books and fiction and shows were out there. So they were, they were, had a positive light a little bit in the media. So it was a good time to look like a vampire, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and so basically the final act is Rapunzel confronting Cass while Eugene um, talks to Varian out on his little spindly arm, which reminded me a mm -hmm. lot of a series of unfortunate events when Sonny Baudelaire is kept in that tower in the first book. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You're right. Aw. That makes me think of that, the henchman without the hands. I, he's he's so funny. I, I love him. Yeah. Oh, by the <laughs> way, apparently Netflix is also going to make a series of the prequel All the Wrong Questions series about Lemony when he's <gasps> a kid. So oh, my that's goodness. That's pretty exciting. And the same director who did the series is going to be doing it. So it'll have the same crazy. vibe. That, so that's going to be cool if it happens. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. And what I found out, too, from Netflix, they just announced that Gilmore Girls' Year in the Life is getting a second season. I did not think they were going to do it, but they are, and I just couldn't believe it. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I, I didn't really like A Year in the Life. A lot of people didn't like The Year in the Life, but, I mean, there are some really big questions at the end of A Year in the Life, so it will be interesting to see how they answer them. And I, obviously, I'm going to watch it because I'm a fan. Even if I don't like them, I'm going to watch them because I've watched well, everything if, so far. If only you felt that way about Anne with an E. Uh, so I was I wasn't I wasn't quite done with my um, character you know placement and so well okay. that's going on up above Lance and Max and Red and Angry are doing their best to get to the drama <laughs> and try to find the action but much to Red and Angry's chagrin Lance does not know what he's doing he says <laughs> we have to go down to go up going up to go up is too simple <laughs> yeah that was pretty funny they're very silly. Yeah, I was Very a little, silly. I mean, a little annoying because I was like, why did you guys split up in the first place? But, you know, I guess yeah. you got to get Cass with Rapunzel by herself. <laughs> 
Yeah, they had to have their little showdown. And I I cannot believe that Varian, like, the blue girl comes to him in a dream. And he kind of takes to, to heart what she says about finding the fourth incantation and that it will set Cass free or whatever. And I was like, no, Varian, no. Like, why would you believe this weird blue disembodied baby head, whatever thing, in your dream? Like, why? what are you doing? Like, why, do you, why are you using this fourth incantation without, like, kind of knowing what it might lead to? Like, I was so nervous. I was like, she's totally tricking them, obviously. Like, why are they just welcoming this incantation? Because, like, that one time when Rapunzel sang the incantation and they didn't really know what it did, like, you know, everybody's life got drained. So you'd yeah. think they'd be more careful about that. Um... Yeah, I was confused about why she was helping them at first, um, but then I guess seeing it from Varian's side, he probably just woke up and didn't really, I mean, he just remembered the advice. He didn't really think about, oh, why did this random blue girl tell me it? And he wasn't with them when Rapunzel chanted that incantation in the, yeah, in the tree. Yeah, so. that is true. That's true. And I mean, I guess, too, you know, he's also only 14. You know, he doesn't have great decision-making skills yet, so... I get and him. he's probably get really panicked, you know, trying to come yeah. up with a solution to get out of there. And they burned the actual scroll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with that, that oh. ring. It was, I thought it was oh, really no. funny because Rapunzel and Eugene were standing together and she's like, mm -hmm. we could use this. And they're having that heartfelt moment. And then Cassandra like makes this big bump happen. And <laughs> she's like, come on, guys, I'm going to interrupt this heartfelt moment. You need to come, come to me. <laughs> yeah, the... And then they have their big epic battle. Uh, it's pretty cool. Rapunzel has, you know, her glowing eyes and everything, and she's floating over the ground. Yeah, she's such a creepy, like, golden ghost. I don't even know. It's very interesting. And, uh, yeah, and then we kind of see, like, during the battle, like, with her with her golden flash of light, with her power, as she's singing this fourth incantation that bring the sun and moon, like, together or whatever into alignment, um, their forces, like, combined or whatever um it was interesting uh, you could see like the moonstone shatter and like the piece falls out and i i had this premonition i was like i bet like that set the ghost free like she was stuck in the moonstone and like when it fractures like she's set free mm -hmm. and that's exactly what happens um we kind of end the episode with uh the ghost being free and I was a little little confused about how things wrapped up because Cassandra, you know, falls yeah. off the edge and we learn that she survives. But Rapunzel, do they not know that she survived? Yeah, that was so weird. I felt like they, like, didn't really care about her. They, like, I, yeah, I'm very conf confused about what happened because it kind of just, like, wrapped up and they were just kind of went on their merry way or whatever after, like, cast fell down and they were free to leave yeah you but think it was they'd be like gotta search for a body or weird. something yeah like they just were kind of like oh let's go home like i felt like nothing really got resolved like i yeah i was just very confused about why they just felt like they could leave without like finding Cass. because if she's alive you know they would think she's still a threat because they don't really know about the blue girl so let's let's get into our our final thoughts about this episode i guess now that you mentioned um that i kind of agree that it felt like nothing really this episode didn't really like it prolonged the conflict and it gave us some nice songs but I didn't feel mm -hmm. a whole lot of progress happening with Cassandra and Rapunzel um I mean the blue girls out now yeah. which I guess is the end game they were going for but it seemed like Rapunzel and Cassandra were just reiterating their same old differences um so I would have liked some 
progress to happen between them. Well, I mean, I feel like, like you said, like they just can't get anywhere else because they like they're at a point where they just can't listen or like hear each other like effectively anymore. So I thought there was some progress with Cass regarding Varian. Like I felt like he did get to her on some level. Yeah. Um. Sometimes. So I think there was a little bit of progress made with that. But yeah, like nothing really happened, like to heal any conflicts necessarily, and. Yeah, and also the blue girl's out now. Like, I'm so freaked out about... She's so scary. I thought she was so scary. Siso doesn't think she's that scary. Lizzie's like, oh, she's a dumb villain. But it was reminding me of the weird baby head from Gravity Falls when she, like, floated around. And her evil smile just gives me chills. It's so creepy. I didn't think she was very scary up to this point, but in this episode, she does a lot more smiling, and her smile is not a good look. No, and then she comes out, and yeah, like, she's just all gray and creepy and... It was not not fun. Yeah. So overall, this was a it was a, it was a good episode. The action was really cool. There was some good funny parts. We did get some um, Eugene and Rapunzel um, progress on their proposal. Yeah. So I re- I did like that. They didn't officially make it official though, did they? Well, no. I mean, after <laughs> what had just happened, they I think they wanted to let things settle down a bit first. But this is the time at the climax be like, hey, babe, you could die literally tomorrow. Let's just get engaged. already." At this point, I feel like they, they kind of know that they are, though, because they were both going to propose. So, I mean, if you're both yeah. asking the other, then technically. Exactly. Yes, so this so. just put the rings on and let it go. <laughs> so that was nice. So overall, I think I, I liked it. It was a good episode. It I still think the season two midseason finale might be my favorite of the midseason finales, but. This was a really cool action-packed episode, um, and Varian and Cassandra's song is definitely um, super good. Yep, it is awesome. Okay, so I have three minutes before I need to leave, so we need to wrap up right now. All right, our next stop isn't anywhere. Our next stop is going to be Race to the Spire. Rapunzel Eugene and an old friend, Calliope, race to the spire in an attempt to stop Cass from acquiring a deadly weapon. Oh, it's Calliope. It's the one that you hate. (laughs) Wait, which one is she? She's the one from the bear episode where they had to go find that piece of the scroll in like the museum, Keeper Spire. I mean, I don't really remember her that much. So I'm excited to be reintroduced to her and I'm excited that they're still on the cast. Um, trail. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, so we will see you guys next week. You can continue the conversation with us on Twitter at Corona Podcast or by emailing coronaconversation at gmail.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to tell everyone you know about it and leave us a nice review wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes, we love to hear from you and thank you so much for listening. Until next time, uh, don't free any ghost girls <laughs> with a weird incantation that you don't know what they mean. Yeah, and if you have any conflict with your friends, just sing a three-minute power ballad at them. Exactly. <laughs> Bye for now.